The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who on this town tonight. Hey, welcome into the Kwame Lash of the Sports Talk Show. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in. Join us on the show any day, any time of the week, Monday through Friday, except for Wednesdays when we are out and about. Today is Monday, kicking off the show Monday here live today. In studios, Dermy Lachey, Kwame Lasseter, Kurt Keller. They're both out on assignment. I know Kwame shall be dropping in on the line here very soon. If not, uh, he may be on the line right now as we speak. But Dermy Lachey is here in studio. Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. We are live. Again, it's Monday. Monday, what a beautiful weekend. I mean, last week... I mean, we were all in-house each day of the week. I mean, it was a fun show. Each and every show was, was great. was intense. Uh, had a lot of energy in and out of each show. I mean, it was it was a fun week. And now, coming in Monday, I'm coming in with the same um, excitement. <laughs> and then I get a Monday morning text saying, hey, we gotta, we're going to be out on assignment to this morning. So that's, that's okay with me. I'll be in here solo dolo for the day until that phone drops in. But what a wonderful weekend of sports, man. Uh I don't know where to start off, to be honest with you. I mean, it was it was great golfing, and then it ended up uh, with a golf tournament. Uh, that was won by yours truly. He's back on the scene, and it's been a while for him. But Bubba Watson finally got it together and pulled out another victory 46 days prior to uh, the Masters, in which that's about to kick off here in 46 days. We got Kwame here on the lines as well, Kwame Lasseter, calling in. Thanks for joining in. Happy Monday to you. Happy Monday. No problem, man. Now, you, I ain't going to leave you so low in the studio. <laughs> well, you're so low in the studio, but not on the show. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, man, it was a great uh, week last week. And, uh, you know, you take that energy to the weekend, You have that, that equates to a great time. Yeah. I had a great weekend, man. Nice. That, uh, you know, it was it was pretty good. It was, I just say it was fun. I yeah. say that. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I ended up golfing. Oh, did you? So not, so not bad. And that was a great weekend for Bubba Watson as you was alluding to. Uh, yeah, he's getting ready for the Masters, and that's a dangerous thing because the guy who's won the Masters, that I had, he's getting ready for it. And what a great way to get ready for that is have the win under your belt and get your clubs down there. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, I just realized, just looking in the facts, doing some research, 46 days away from uh, from the Masters in which Bubba Watson, you know, he's been there before. And it, this ain't his first go-around, saying his first time around now. He has a step forward, coming off a huge victory, has the confidence, and, you know, can follow up once again um, to put on that green jacket. So um, I know it's exciting. And honestly, like, the whole tournament, um, to see guys like uh, previous winners like David Johnson, to see uh, Roy McElroy, Rory finally, you know, getting back on track and, uh, you know, competing on Sunday. I mean, going to the playoff, you know, t- towards the playoffs, towards the end of the round there, I mean, it was – 
it was great TV. It was great golfing. You know, it was some competition, some names you that you know been flirting around the top, but you know they put on their game face. So going into the Masters now, I I think this draws more attention and more energy going into it uh, with the Masters coming up in forty six days. Yeah, I think he just dropped off there, but I mean, that's all good. And uh, yeah, he'll, he'll call back here in a second, though. But yeah, going into it, I mean, literally, we just 46 days away. I mean, Bubba Watson finally, you know, coming out on top, victorious. I mean, great Saturday, Sunday finish. I mean, it was, it was a thrill. It was literally between, uh, I believe it was like six or seven guys at the end of the day, you know, who were fighting for this one victory. And it, it it came out well, you know. And now you you're looking at the playing field, and now you got guys like Rory, and you know okay. Jordan Spieth, yeah. who didn't uh, have a great weekend, but you know that that shows that you know he's going to be coming as well. He always performs well in the Masters as well. And we do got Kwame here back. Uh, yeah, you were yeah, alluding I was, to. Uh, I, I was on, but I mean they said you couldn't hear me, and now I had you on speaker. Okay. I don't like putting the phone to my ear, but hey, that's it's what it is. <laughs> yeah, but, that's uh, I, I was gonna say, um, you were, we were talking golf. Uh, Rory, I think he tied for twentieth. But you know, in that golf tournament, I thought Dustin Johnson had a chance to. Well, he did have a chance to win it, but I thought he'd pull it off. Right. Dustin Johnson is starting to get. He's he's getting to the finish line, but not crossing. And that's getting. He's becoming more and more suspect, in my opinion. With uh, yeah, I can't do what he does on a golf course. Does on a golf course, but. He needs to step it up. Something's got to change for him. Yeah. Because you can't be that guy with all that talent and never cross that finish line. And he had plenty of opportunities. And I'm talking about big ones. I'm talking about ones when you're in the hunt. Now, he's won some tournaments, but the ones when you're in the hunt. And as I, as I was mentioning, these guys, when the season starts, they're getting ready for the Masters. That's your first major uh, in a sense. But you do want to get a win on your belt, and that you take that opportunity to get to fill your clubs again. Because a lot of them put their clubs away when the season over. They play so much all year long. Right. Right. And then they can still, you know, jump in a little tournament here or there right before the Masters just to get, uh, like you said, still the beginning of the season, still, you know, uh, you try to get prepared because the Masters, is, like you said, it's the big, it's the major one. It's the major one that everyone wants to attack, wants to get to and set the tone for the rest of the season. And you brought up a guy, Dustin Johnson. I remember we gave him a tough time last time. His name was relevant in the tournament in which he, you know, he's known to give up leads. He's known to get bypassed up. You know, we trolled him for about a month straight, you know, in his performance and how he let uh, Jordan Spieth get underneath his belt. And so, once again, (laughs) same old story. Same face, new new place, but it's the same story each and every time. Yeah, but I I hope I hope we don't end up being a Sergio. No, let, let, let's hope not. Let's yeah, hope not. He, he do all that challenge with no majors. Yeah, I can't. I can't see. <laughs> you know, I don't want to see another Sergio come aboard us, but it, it's looking that way. You know, it, with him not stepping up and losing tournaments in the end, getting his chance and his shot, missing putts. You know, terrible struggling on a short game. It, it's it's frustrating to see, but. You know, it's a new season. Yeah. You got a big major coming up, so we'll see. 46 days away, man. That's exciting. Yeah, uh, and, and that's actually a legitimate countdown because, you know, people are actually, people are in the folks, in the Masters. And I don't know if you've ever been there uh, down in Augusta, but it's, it's walking-wise, outside of it's a hilly, it's a lot of walking, 
Yeah. But the atmosphere there, I mean, you go to the, you go and eat, they don't charge anything for the food. And by that, I mean, you might get a, a, a sandwich, chips, and a drink for like $3, $4. Oh, wow. They don't charge anything for the, yeah, it's, it's they do it right. They're yeah. not trying to gouge you at the master because actually, they don't need the money. They're proving that when we had this, it was all for men, uh, it was a men's course, and, and we don't want any women. It wasn't so much that. It was just the men can have something that you can call a man's course. But people, like I said last week on some other stuff, uh, we were talking Peyton Manning, that they can't wait to write their signs out and, and protest about something. People are not happy unless they're protesting about something that actually is not life or th- death. Right. Yeah. At the Masters, they're not gouging you. They, they, they do a good job of making you feel like... Uh, comfortable making sure like you didn't play your arm and leg unless you're buying merchandise and that's a whole different thing but they've proven that when they for that two years of, of the master when they showed their own commercials and it was just master i like yeah which i thought was great i've never been to augusta before i've been obviously in the state of georgia plenty of times too many times to remember but it seems like they still picking up the whole theme of a southern hospitality i mean you find your way you find your ticket to get into a big event like that and they taking care of you, per se, like you were saying, $3 for a hot dog or, shoot, some of those big events. I mean, the Masters is on the level of a Super Bowl. It's on the level of, like, competition-wise and what you're playing for as uh, the Daytona 500, you know, the big race that just kicked off this weekend as well. So The Masters is the big race. You're absolutely yeah. right. It's one of the biggest races out there on a golfing. There's a fifth one at the PGA down in uh, Jacksonville, but it's TBC Players, players uh, Championship. Uh, that's not a major, but most most golfers call that the fifth major. Okay. So it's it's uh, okay. there's only four majors, but you know it is is at that caliber that most golfers call it the fifth major. So I think uh, uh, Ponte Verde down there in Ponte Verde in Jacksonville, they do a good job not not having it have it be a major, just being one of those ones that's considered. Yeah. No, no question. So, I'm, I mean, it's an exciting time. I mean, you know they're going to promote it and push it out, uh, market it the way that they always do along television, you know, for the fans, for the for the non-traditional fans like myself. Like, I'm not a traditional golf fan, but, you know, when the Masters come on, it's it's hard not to turn away from it, especially, you know, when it gets deeper down on Saturday, Sundays. You, you tuned in, you know, you locked in watching the whole tournament. So it's an exciting yeah, one, and it's the one to kick it off. Yeah, especially you live in Arizona, so oh yeah, we golf everywhere. Every uh, every mile and a half is another golf course. Man, every mile and every bar, everything you skip to, they have nothing but golf on. It's crazy. Right. It's nuts out Arizona, here, but that's man. that's the way. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you Florida and um, shit. I guess Florida and uh, California may have something to say about that when you talk about golf capitals. But you know, you can't lose in Arizona. I, I, I know a lot of people that come out to this way just to golf. And being a different uh, yeah. type of weather, more people, more people were discussing, which I'm used, well, I'm not used to. More people were discussing about this golf tournament this weekend. Still talking about the waste management tour. Still, you know, getting into the Masters out here, and didn't even speak on the NASCAR and Daytona 500. See, I'm from Indiana. Yeah. In Indiana, this is, I mean, they make a huge deal out of Daytona. I mean, I know worldwide it is a, a great deal, but and like growing up in Indiana, that's what it was all about with with the Daytona right. Five. They had a countdown, you know, in the middle of the city. So that's what I'm used to getting prepared for right now. And it was a great race. It was a great outcome on the weekend. Both the tournament and raceway weekend, Daytona Five Hundred, was spectacular. I mean, it was a great 
you know, weekend for, I think, for the game of golf and the sport of racing. So it was an exciting finish. It is a, the, the Indy 500 is one of the most exciting events where you just you just sit in there and, see who, and watch leads changes or watch somebody hold a lead. That is a, that's an event that you prepare for. So if there's a countdown for that, I understand why. Because have you, have you ever been to a, a, a race, a car race, or yeah. let's say the Indy or, been in several races. or something like yeah. that? It is, it is a different breed of fans, and these fans are there all week. Some, most of them camping out there, getting, getting in position themselves to get into that, uh, get into that track. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the stars come out. The, uh, the celebrities, they come out for the big Daytona, just like how they will. You know, for the Masters, you might catch a star here or there. But, yeah, Daytona 500, definitely it was a, a ton of, you know, star celebrities being out there and uh, enjoying the race. And to finish up, I mean, we got about a minute before we go to break here. But just real quick, I mean, it was a great way to kick off, I think, the NASCAR season. It was a great way to kick off uh, the sport of NASCAR with Jeff Gordon coming off retirement. Everybody's looking for that next driver to step up. Uh, for, right. the, for to be that face, you know, everybody's waiting for Earnhardt Jr. But you know, you got to get some wins. Uh, except for the name itself, you know, he obviously his father, you know, uh, brought out the name for himself. But now it's time to you know get some big victories under your belt because everyone's looking for that face. Um, Jimmy Johnson, you know, I think he's starting to come down from his uh, world tour and his wins over wins. You know, I think he's starting to come down a little bit. I think Cloud Nine is starting to drop down for a little bit, but. It was a photo finish. It was a great deal. I mean, it was exciting to, to catch uh, some of the highlights on it. I didn't watch, tune into the race, but to catch the highlight on it, I mean, that's crazy. To see a photo finish like that, something you see in a movie, it just came to reality. Right. The guys, the guys are supposed to be there. They are there, and they show up and show out, man. So you you never let down with an ending. You just, maybe your guy didn't win, but you're just never a boring atmosphere, never a boring time no. when you're watching the Indy 500. Not at all. Kwame Lasser Sports Talk Show. Dermy Lachey, Kwame Lasser here on the lines. We're going to take a quick break. After the break, we're going to discuss more sports over the weekend. Kwame's opinions on the Cowboys and where they stand in the NFL. You listen to the Kwame Lasser Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Yeah. Look. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me in my energy. They're trying to take away from a with a kid and pray for you. Carmen Lasser, Sports Talk Show, 888-346-9144 is number to call in. Join us on the show Monday through Friday, except on Wednesdays when we're out and about. Demi Lachey's here live in studio. Kwame Lasseter's here dropping on the lines, riding up and down the 101s, the 202s, and every other freeway in the Phoenix. Out I on, hit uh, about three of them. Actually, <laughs> I hit about three. 10, 202, 101 next. See, that's too many. That's too many. We just need one. Nah. Yeah, just just, uh-huh. just have just just one just that just can go all the way throughout. You know, the ten goes into the two. It's too much. It's too much. Actually, I'm about to hit that seventeen. And now that I think about it, that might be the way. Seventeen is smooth. I like the seventeen. They need they need to extend yeah. that one a little bit, a little bit more. Uh, I'm glad the sports talk show. Man, it was a ton ton of sports, uh, especially in the NBA. But I want to go. Uh, you know, we gotta we gotta talk about the bad news bears or the bad news or the weekend. Uh, your boy, man, Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, once again in the headlines in the news. That's nothing new. Uh, Randy Gregory, coming off a rookie year, is now going to be suspended for his first four games coming into next season uh, due to uh, failed drug test, marijuana issue once again. Uh, for this gentleman, just a year ago, around this same time, he was preparing himself for the NFL Combine and came out and spoke on you know him failing a drug test throughout the NFL Combine. And he stated you know he was going to change his ways, and uh, he made a huge mistake, and it, it cost him a, you know I guess a couple couple of zeros in which he got drafted in the second round. But Jerry took the risk, and here we go again with another repeat story. Another repeat with marijuana dealing with marijuana dealing with weed in his system. I don't understand it. Um, obviously, you had a team that took a risk on you, took a chance, and you found your way another headline with the same situation. I mean, it. it when does it become um, like an, an 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 issue to to move on from this? I mean, you literally just took a risk, Jerry. You year in, week in, week out, you on the headline news. A player either suspended, upset, you know, um, it, it's just not looking too good like the Cowboys. Then what I grew up with, watching the Cowboys, you know, they were America's team. They were the team that everybody wanted to be with, everybody wanted to play for. And now it's like the team that no one wants to be a part of or don't want their name to be too much involved with the players and what the situations they are getting themselves in. I mean, it just seems like anybody could walk in the locker room nowadays and something's going to happen. It's starting to become a huge distraction to the NFL, to the Cow. I mean, it's it's embarrassing, to my point, for a guy like Randy Gregory, who's from Indianapolis, who I grew up around and played against, and for him to get in the same situation, it's like, come on, man. Like, you, you got to understand. You you got to stay out of Indianapolis sometime, and you you can't go to the same parts. They they not doing they don't have the same things you have and it like nothing changes there. Everyone's doing the same thing and I I shared that with you, Kwame. You know, talking on a personal level, but it's the same deal. I mean, I'm pretty sure you go back home, you see the same people doing the same old, you know, 
stuff that they used to. Yeah, same you can't put yourself stuff. around it. Man, what an effing idiot he is. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That's, that's one strike for not knowing and not having been showed. So not having been showed, I'd give you a half a strike. But not <laughs> knowing, that's a half a strike. So I told her up to one. Two, for failing a drug test on your way to combat. Where you go to school? Nebraska? He went to Nebraska. He went to Nebraska. Out of Indiana. Uh, went to Nebraska. Had a great opportunity. He left Indiana. He went to Nebraska. He went to a football school. Yeah. Uh, so two, failing the drug test before during the combines, actually, or before the combines, getting another opportunity. Three, you know what? I have no sympathy for him. I'm not going to empathize with him if he have a problem with weed or with any any substance abuse. Because at that point, you put the right people behind you. Then the right people got to be on your team. You know, you about to give up. Wait a minute. He's losing millions of dollars. Don't he know what that feel like? Because he lost millions of dollars coming into the draft. So I don't have any sympathy for this clown who continues to smoke weed. Why are you playing in the National Football League? The National Football League states that you can't smoke weed while you're playing. You can't have any substance abuse. I've never seen it as a substance abuse or, so, or any enhancements, uh, mm-hmm. but that's what it is. That's in the rule book. That's in the bylaws. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. So if he can't, if he can't do it and you decide, well... I'm gonna be above the law, and these millions, I'm gonna eventually get them. You're never gonna make up for the loss of the money you made. I don't care how much you make, you can't get that other money back. It is impossible. It cannot happen. But it's not a money thing. If you need to get fixed, don't be that guy and say, "Well, y'all treat uh, Johnny Manziel a certain way." This is not a Johnny Manziel issue. This is not a Johnny Manziel concern. This is your concern. This is your problem. Don't bring anybody to it. So most idiots always bring somebody else into their problems yeah. to take the weight and light off them. No, you're an idiot. Yeah. You got in trouble. You had a great opportunity. And, and, and shame on the Dallas Cowboys. I, and I say that because they want to be seen as giving somebody a second shot or next chance. No, you want to be seen as winning. You want to be seen as a franchise to win football games but gets to the playoffs and possibly Super Bowl again. You're still living off that that star don't make you the American team. You're not an American team when all your players continue to get in trouble. So what you say about the organization? What you say about the GM, the system GM, the owner? That's not American stuff, team stuff. Mm-hmm. If anything, you, you might as well make it the Patriots or a team that wins. If, that, if we count on winners being an American team, that star doesn't make you the American team because we got a star on our flag. The star on the flag constitute a certain thing, and it's not the Dallas Cowboys. Right. And it's, it's I don't know if I can call this disappointing. I mean, I think you used the right word, the right wording, and effing idiot. I mean, there has to idiot. come to a, a point in time where you really have to like check yourself in the mirror, really figure out what in the world, like, how can you get through this? I mean, if you have a problem, if you need that source, that tension, <laughs> like. You can't stop doing it for a certain amount of time. Like, you making millions of dollars, you're going to lose out. Like you said, Kwame, on a couple zeros now. You got four-game suspension in which you're not going to be paid a dime. If you do this again, it's a 10-game suspension. Do this again, it's a year. But the simple fact that you already used up one and you just got in the year in the NFL, this is coming into your second year, and then you came into the NFL already, you know, with a stripe. You know, on your on your right. checklist. So, so, so that means that means he's going to be under surveillance for a while. Thank you. Uh, until you you come in filling drug tests, which means you go into the drug program, which means I'm going to randomly check you. He's an idiot. He don't know that. He's an idiot. If he don't have any people around him to tell him that. 
This is not old football. This is not back in the day when you knew your drug test was coming. If you had that type of problem, you knew your drug test was coming, so you got a chance to get clean. Right. You can't mask it anymore, but once they see the, the masking solution in you, they know you're doing something. So guilty by trying to be, uh, you guilty by trying to be uh, not guilty. You, you know what he, part he, I hate? He's just silly, man. Yeah. And you know which part I hate the most? I mean, another guy, he got uh, pulled over. He got arrested, had marijuana in his possession. Uh, the quarterback, the, excuse me, linebacker for the Indianapolis coach, Jonathan Newsom, this weekend, gets pulled over, marijuana in the car. And the part that I hate the most is when they try to say, oh, God has a plan for me after this, after a situation well, like this. You, yeah, that, that me too. I do too. I, 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 I can't stand that. I know what you're saying. You you want to smoke weed and probably injure somebody because you're behind a car. And if it, if it does something to you, if it relaxes you so much, then you shouldn't be behind a car. Because when you're in a car, you have to be on your P's and Q's. you got to keep your head on a swivel. And it's not that you're a bad driver, but there might be a bad driver out there that you got to avoid, and you can't do it if you're high. Right. You can't do it. And weed, different kinds of weeds does different things to different people. So I'm not, so I don't know what it does for him. But don't tell me God had a plan with it. You were trying to get to God. When you were smoking, you were trying to get that high. Don't tell me he got a plan for you. I, I, I want to hear. Keep that plan. Talk to your pastor about your plan. I, I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. How, how are you trying to get in, in a car? Something he yeah. quoted on his Twitter account. You know, something's happened. I can't question God. God and His plan. What do you mean you but can't question? You know, God. you can't question. We know that. How he know that was God? You can't question it. We, we can know that. God gave you a gave you a brain. How, how about he Everybody look at this? Yeah. How about you look at this situation? God gave me a plan. God planned me for to be in the NFL, and I'm using his blessing to play in this NFL league, to be an Indianapolis Colt, to be with a playoff contender, and I'm actually playing. But God didn't put that, that substance in your car. God planned yeah, for man. you to, to get past something like that, you know? I just can't. No, I, I, I just don't now. understand the excuses. I just, you know, I, I just don't Maybe get it. Maybe he's saying he got to lose everything, and I don't think he wants that plan. Then he's going to be, when he loses everything, he gonna be blaming God and and not realizing. Well, maybe that's my plan he got for me. I lose everything and I get to teach some kids not to do what I did. Maybe that's his plan. Maybe he's that idiotic to say, yeah, you know what? I got a great opportunity to make a lot of money and change my whole life and change my family life and everybody around me if possible. And maybe this is the plan. I gain all this. I gain all this success and to lose it all. So maybe that's the plan. I can go talk to kids. Hey, don't do with me. Don't do what I did. Maybe that's the plan. Maybe and I don't know if that's God. Yeah, um, I mean, maybe, like you said, maybe that is the situation in which he's going to get to. You look at a guy like Tyron Matthew, who had his issue in college at LSU, he, he cleaned the slate, and now it's it's like no question, you know, he, he, he'll he stay clean. He's he's proven that. Like, you don't have to question that. And is it the guys around him? God had a plan. God put, you know, Matthew would tell you, I was addicted to this. You know, he straight up. Yeah, but it wasn't God then, and now it's God. But when you was doing what you was doing, God ain't had nothing to do with that. Right. Now God intervened, and you knew who he was, who he is. You knew the uh, the power of it, and so now it's the plan. But why are you doing what you're doing, the dirt and all that stuff? That ain't no God's plan. It, it, we can talk, we can, we can correlate religion and religion and see how the outcome may be. But I, I agree, at the end of the day, I'm with you. I hate what these guys say. God had a plan for me. What was the plan if you never got caught? What would have been the plan then? Right. I just, I just don't understand. Another ex-cowboy, your favorite, running back, uh, your boy Joseph Randall got arrested again for the fifth time in 17 months. 
Fifth time in 17 months. Uh, I don't even know why this this is even still continuing a story. I mean, this guy, he's out the NFL. But, this, I mean, this one got a little crazy now. This one, he got aggravated battery, possession of uh, marijuana, and a criminal damage to property in which I heard he tried to fled in the car. Uh, yeah, what in the car? He, he tried to fly, like, basically drive away. And then once again... Having something to do with this ex-girlfriend around 3 a.m. local time. Don't they know that they that the police officer, doesn't he understand by now the police are going to sit outside her place for a while to catch you? This is like and the third time know, with her. Your ex-girlfriend ain't no, means no good, good deal, goodwill for you. There's a reason why they ex. All them <laughs> girls out there, all those girls out there, you still worrying about your ex-girlfriend. Well, yeah. you should have been, you should have been better off, you should have treated her better, she wouldn't be ex. Girls just don't leave because they want to leave. Right. They leave because we idiots. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Kwame, that's the Sports Talk Show. We've got to take another break here. Coming up after the break, uh, we're going to get to the NBA world. A uh, lot, of, lot of great games. Kwame's favorite player of all time, Stephen Curry, had another great weekend uh, last night, but it started off a little bumpy, and we're going to talk about that his, that Friday night. Kwame, that's the Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back in. Kwame Lassen Sports Talk Show, 888-346-9144. Number to call in. Join us on the show. Demi Lachey's here in studio. Kwame here dropping on the lines. Arizona Cardinals sign... Restricted free agent, the punter, Drew Butler, to an undisclosed deal, which means he probably got some under the rug. What he he, he just yeah, got he just got to the Cardinals, didn't he? The punter. Yeah, he's uh his his dad used to uh, field goal kick for us. Oh his really? Dad okay. Was, you know, yeah, Butler. Uh, but he was a kicker for uh, Chicago Bears, where he really made all that stuff. I thought he kicked in Indianapolis also. Mm-hmm. But his dad was um, Drew Butler. Yeah, he kicked with us. Ninety eight, we wanted, we made it to playoffs. Oh, okay. Yeah, no wonder he. No, yeah, no wonder they undisclosed structure. They don't want to yeah, pay him more. They don't want to pay him like his daddy. 
everything one of everything is uh don't think it's about Drew Butler. Don't think it don't think it's about him. Yeah. No, definitely not if it's undisclosed for sure. Um what else? My Scottsdale story of the weekend, Kwame. Let me tell you about this. This is why I'm no longer going there anymore. So I find what? so when I go down there to Scottsdale, right? You know, uh-huh. it's was, it was Saturday night. And, you know, met up with some friends. You know, it's been a while since I went and kicked it with them. I get back in my car. I'm I'm, I'm in the garage, right? Everything's safe. Safe place to be. Pay the valet. On my way out, I get pulled over. Like, as soon as I get on the street. I'm like, what? You get pulled over? I get pulled over. Let me me see your license. Let me see insurance. I'm like, officer, Kwame, I wasn't even out like that. I literally just got there, there for about an hour. I leave. Uh-huh. He said, uh, "Let me see license, reg- or you know, registration, all that." I was like, "Here you go. You, you've been drinking. I hadn't, you know, I'm, I had a sip of a beer. Okay, right. No, you, I, you, I, you, I said, I said yeah, I yeah. had one drink. Yeah, I had one drink." Well, he was That's like, "Well, you look fine." I was like, "Well, thank you. What, what, what was the situation? Oh, your lights are not on. What? I've been driving what my car on? for two years. Every time I get in my car, my lights uh-huh. is automatic. You know, I, I, I got yeah, a, I got yeah, a pretty nice car." Exactly. Because <laughs> you keep them on, right? They they stay on. It's automatic, you know. Yeah, so when you turn that car on, them lights come on with it. The guys in the valet parking, and the officer told like the officer was real cool. I wish I can go go get this guy, give him a drink. He literally uh-huh. was like, "You got to watch parking in that garage because they will turn your lights off for us to pull people over." Right. The val- see, see now, <laughs> see what, you see how we talk about the police officer and see which, which Doug didn't understand. Yeah. Not not all police officers are bad. Right. I have a conversation with these guys, and man, I feel like, man, you just, okay, you pulled me over to make sure my life's on so I didn't hurt anybody or hurt myself. So I appreciate that, and they let you go. Right. Thank and you. I told like, you I had a drink. Yes, I had a drink. Yeah. And he, and he gave me a tip on the way home. Like, be careful about parking in that garage, because they will do this. Oh, okay. Right. So all forget right. them valet guys. I'm, I'm not, no more. But, but but see, valet, it ain't it ain't like they set you up. They they valet. They used to their cars may be different, but you know certain cars. I mean, they still they might be still driving uh, uh throwbacks. So okay, when they get in the car and valet, they take the key out, turn the lights off. Part of what they do with their car. Just don't touch nothing in my car. All you gotta do is turn the lights off. All you gotta do is turn the car off. Then you ain't gotta touch you anything. Gotta, you just gotta remember when you valet, you, you they might be they might be doing a typical thing. Turning the lights off, but it ain't. It wasn't even a bad situation this weekend. At least you know now. You yeah. Know, you gotta. I ain't saying you got out of one, but look, you 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 was in and out of old town. That's that's the reason why I go. I get stopped too much. I never get a ticket, but I just get stopped too much. Yeah, absolutely. I told you last week. <laughs> I had to come. I, I met with this police officer, man. As uh, he's a, actually the sheriff. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna tell. You, I can, well, I'm face to face. I'll tell you what they were talking about. Oh, I need his they, number. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I said, I need his yeah, number. Go cool. ahead. <laughs> he's a cool dude. Um, but he was talking about our boy. I ain't going to talk about it on air. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't wait to. Yeah, I got to I gotta hear that one. Yeah. That's funny. I got to hear that one. But no, it, it did. It did catch, kind of catch me off guard. And like you said, police officers, aren't, they all aren't bad. He was actually on my side. But he said they literally, they do this, you know, to find a, a, a drunk yeah. driver and make sure they're off the road and stuff but he was like I mean you're clean you're good to go but you just have to be careful with the garage and that was the first time in valet that my car has ever done that I parked in there several times before that was the very yeah, first nah. time I'm like wow okay I see how that you yeah. know you always gotta stay on your P's and Q's which but but you know when you go out when you um, 
when you get out your car, I know what kind of car you got. When you get out your car, okay, you take the key out, you close the door, the light's still on until you lock it. Yeah, but, yeah. And the light's gone. off. Yeah. They probably said the light's still on and went back in there for the mall as opposed to just hitting the lock button. And, and it all goes off. All right, I'll give them a pass. I'll give them a pass. But it kind of upset me when yeah. I'm getting, you know, at that time of night. Kurt Felkeller, ladies and gentlemen, joining us, joining us on the line on this beautiful Monday. Kurt's out on assignment. I should be in there, and I'm so disappointed. This is the first time I've actually been able to come above water, and and actually I thought I'd better call in. Because if I left now, I wouldn't get there until it's over. Oh, man. Which may be not a bad thing. We we was was just talking about, like, Kurt would show up probably at 930 just to get the last 30 minutes in. Yeah, just because he said he was going to come in, he probably showed up at 930 or on the phone on the way to the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and I actually almost thought, well, maybe I'll just jump in the car and call in from the car, and then show up the last five minutes. Say goodbye. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, it wouldn't Jeez. be the first time. Oh no, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's very true. Yeah, that is true. Those are the best very ten true. minutes of this show ever. That was great. Yeah, I, I would say. <laughs> and I would look at you crazy, yeah. saying, "Why did you show up two minutes in the show? You could have you lived at home." <laughs> I know, I know. That was there's great. been many times where I've come in for the first 15, 20 minutes and left. <laughs> so. Speaking of a good time, yesterday's yeah. performance uh, in the NBA, your boy Anthony oh. Davis, 59 points, 20 rebounds. Monster. Sensational yeah. showing. It's, now, I understand everyone is – you know, poking fun at him, saying that, or not really poking fun, just just poking at him, just teasing him. You know, he's 22 years old. He was supposed to be, this was supposed to be the MVP year season for him. They set his ceiling pretty high. You know, that, that that's a high ceiling. You know, Curry and LeBron them got well, something to say about that. Superstars already in this league. Yeah, exactly. But being being 22 years old, they say he's having a down year, which I don't think he's having a down. I think he's having a pretty great year. But he's setting the tone right off the um, All-Star break, All-Star weekend, with 59-20 to 20 performance. I think he's now fully healthy. He's five games behind uh, with the Pelicans from the, from the eighth spot in the West Conference. Do you all think he has enough juice for the end of this season to take them to the playoffs again and perform even better in the playoffs this year? Well, see, here's my thing with that. I mean, he got a skill set. Just because everybody got a certain skill set uh, and, and height, or, or the mentality, if you don't use it, then it's useless. I'm not saying he's that guy, but who's around him to push him on that team that he's not <laughs> the star? He's the star of that team. He's not going to a team full of veterans or guys who's going to show him how to get it done or take that talent he has and, and amass the greatness out of it. Yeah. And, it, and it, I know he got the dog. We watched him play in college. We say he's going to be that guy. But you know who set the ceiling for these guys? Who's guys that? can't do what he do. They just look at him and say, oh, he's going to be this guy. They make an assessment or an opinion on him. Mm-hmm. That's not a fact. That's just your opinion. He's going to be this guy or that guy when he uh, in the next three years. He was talking about a league full of stars. Mm-hmm. Got at least ten stars could be the uh, could be that guy. We were talking about LeBron being the star or the the MVP this year until Steph Curry showed his face. Yeah, and showed up. Got into what is this Steph Curry? Eighth year, six six to eighth year, something like that. Yeah, I think it's his fifth year, yeah, sixth year, and, and now. We're talking about he's the best player in the league. You can argue right, with, with like five guys. Right. You can argue that with five don't. guys. Steph Curry, his role on his team is what it is for his team. Just like the 59 points and 20, 20 rebounds. 
that's what he could do. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. Give him some help. I bet they'd be a team if you talked about next year. Yeah, because there's, there's nothing in New Orleans right now. So, Kurt, how do you feel about, I mean, do you think he has enough juice to lead this team back to the playoffs by now? It doesn't matter. They'll be one and done anyway. Mm-hmm. It, to, to both of you guys made this point. He's got nobody helping him out. And I think that this really points to the biggest challenge that we have in sports today. It doesn't matter the talent that you amass if you don't have the right combination of leadership, veteran presence to even things out. I mean, he is he's, he's in the top three or four best players in the NBA. I mean, it, it's hard to imagine, and we talked about this last week, Will Chamberlain averaged what he did over the weekend for a year. Yeah. Over 50 points, over 25 rebounds a game. He didn't even get the MVP that year, uh, Bill Bill, uh, Russell did. But to the point that you, you look at teams in all sports that have so much young talent, but they've got no leadership. You look at... You look at uh, Philadelphia and and what's Mm -hmm. happening to their young talent. It's happening in L.A. because while Kobe Bryant is supposed to be the leadership, he isn't because nobody likes him. So, you know, this is our challenge that we're dealing with in sports. It isn't just about amassing talent. He's got no, you know, who's the coach down there? Is it Gentry? Yeah, Alvin Gentry's first year just coming off the NBA championship team with the Warriors. You know why he's? You know why these guys are not good? And I'm going to just go ahead and say it. Here's my opinion, so there's not facts to this. <laughs> but they don't get a chance to get coached up. They're in AAU all the time because they're the best, like Kirk Grinch, they're the best on their team. They got a lot of talent. Nobody's harnessing that talent. AAU can't take the ball, go win a game for us. They're going to college. They only got one year of college. They may have some. They may go to a school with some great coaching, but I don't know how great the coaches are when you got most of the top guys in the country on your team. How can you not coach that? I, we've seen yeah. we've seen teams lose with a lot of talent, but they are never getting coached anymore. These guys yeah. are learning on their own. They're picking up this basketball at three years old, learning on their own because this is what they want to do. Yeah. Nobody's saying, I'm right. going to go to college and do this and do that. They say, I'm going to play in the NBA, I'm going to play in the NFL, I'm going to play Major League Baseball. I'm not saying I'm going to college to do this. If college is the way, your way through it, and all i got to do is one year, then that's all I'm going to do. These well, guys me- are not being taught and, 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 and matured up and they're not getting what they need to be to be that great talent. And that's why the NBA. And I say it on two sides, which is I don't see them. I don't care if they make money for the NCAA or not, as long as they get some of it. Yeah. Well, to your point, I mean, to your opinion, it seems like there's no big true difference between, I mean, besides a couple of zeros, between a college coach and an AAU coach, to me, it's from your opinion. Because you only get about, a, you get to recruit, you get to bring guys in to your, to your own system. And just say go out there and play because you're going to be in the NBA in a couple years or so. And that's funny you brought right. this up because you look at the guy, uh, projected number one pick out of LSU, Ben Simmons, who is now being in trouble, got benched because of academic reasons at LSU right now. You know, that, that's starting to turn some heads now. Shocking. Yeah. Shocking. I don't know why he's not there for school. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. exactly. He's there for one not, year. Give me a school. break. I'm one and done. Jeez. You know, there's there's yeah. just no Dean Smith anymore. I mean, you look at Michael Jordan. Nobody ever suspected him to become the player that he became. But he learned so much while he was under Dean Smith because Dean Smith made him a man mm-hmm. and told him how to play the game. And his talents just took off once he got into the NBA. But you look at all of 
all of Dean Smith's players, they were never as great in college as they were in the pros because he consistently pointed out it isn't just one guy. It isn't just one guy. And that's what we've got to do with uh, these young people coming out of college today just aren't getting, they don't have the maturation. They don't have, they don't have the leadership. I mean, yeah. there's, you know, it, it's, you know, I sent something into that I oh, pointed out to Kwame on LinkedIn uh, last week about, you know, a coach is there to point out the difficult things that you don't want to hear. But they're things that will make you better if you actually listen. That's right. the role of a coach. It isn't to kiss your butt and tell your parents how great you are. Right. It is It is to point out to you that, you know, you need to mature because ultimately you have to be self-adjusting. You can't expect others to motivate you. You can't expect others to be, make you become more disciplined and more of a student of the game. You have to do everything on your own. And if coaches aren't pushing that, it's just not happening. Mm-hmm. No, you you hit it right on the head there. You hit it right on the head. It's, it's not happening anymore. The Dean Smiths of the world, they're, they're long gone. And it's starting to become disappointing. But honestly, at the same time, I can't blame a guy like a John Calipari who brings in these big superstar athlete high schoolers and, you know, condone them for a year. Hey, if these guys want to make that jump, then go ahead. You know, I'm still, I'm, I'm still going to take advantage of this. So, you know, I can build my powerhouse here. So yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna hold you here for three or four. I'm not gonna hold your hand or develop you as a you know as a player. I'll try to get it as quick as I can in a year, and hopefully you're on a professional standpoint um, as soon as you get to the NBA level. And it's starting, and you see the success only through to me as all around um, talent is a guy like Anthony Davis. I mean, I'm not just talking on the court talent. I'm talking um, off the court, the way he carry himself in interviews and everything. I mean, he's literally self-driven you can tell you know he brought in guys like a john wall demarcus cousins but they got nothing but attitude problems in and out right eric bledsoe right. doesn't know you know how to go work through an injury how to lead leadership issues that he's still going through and this is all guys who went through the kentucky program but you got a guy like anthony davis in which they kept saying he has something special he's the one that got them to win a national championship not only get there but to win it you know they're saying carl anthony towns Tremendous success, but you know we'll see with Anthony Towns. But well, I think with Anthony Davis, that fifty-nine to twenty game shows a lot that he went through the new system. That he's done it the right way. He's learned from it quickly. I hope Ben Simmons can take something from from this. You know, learn from Anthony Davis. You know, right from it. So, um, going into that, well, it's gonna be tough for a twenty-five-year-old uh, to teach a. 19, 20-year-old, again, we talked about at the end of the day, there's no leadership in these guys or no nobody wants to give some direction to these guys. And that's unfortunate because that makes your team better. I keep, I, I keep bragging about how fortunate I was to come to a team full of leaders. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the fortunate thing about Anthony Davis, remember when he first straight out of college, he went straight to the USA team. No, right. You're not going to take an 18-year-old to the USA events and then take him to the Olympics with you unless this kid is mature, you know, unless he can handle this. So, Well, who, who did that? Uh, what's the guy from Duke? Well, Leitner did like, it. President Leitner did it. Yeah, and that's the last time we saw him. Yeah. Irrelevant to the game. Um, or Yeah, ever since that moment. So, 
Anthony Davis just wasn't filling the spot. He wasn't filling the role. I mean, he was literally mature enough to handle the situation, to handle uh, that concept of going straight out of college or high school, college for a year, Olympics. You know, that's rare. You do not see that. So for a guy like Anthony Davis, you get picked up by, you know, 25-year-old Kevin Durant at that time, 26-year-old, you know, Russell Westbrook. I think he could do the same with the Ben Simmons. Hopefully Simmons can take it the right way. I, I don't know the guy too much off the court or haven't read about him too much. I just know he's just an exceptional talent, supposed to be the next LeBron of the NBA um, and so many things he could do with the ball. So I think for a guy like AD to get a guy like Ben Simmons to get with him, talk, you know, they're both in New Orleans. They're both in Louisiana. Why not? Why not sit down and talk to this guy now? You know, that's the treatment that you got. You gotta have a mentorship. You gotta have a mentor program. And uh, yeah. I know Kirk has been in that type of business for a long time. Uh, but you gotta have a mentor. If you got an opportunity to speak to a guy who you think is gonna have great talent or great opportunities, why not sit down and talk to him? Now you can only do what you can do because some of these guys are complete idiots, and they say, "Oh no, I got this." Mm-hmm. But they got this until they fill their second drug test, and then you were there over the help. So a lot of these guys, you gotta remind them, "Yeah, okay, I know you think you're Superman, but remember who Superman is? He's also Clark Kent." Yeah. Yep. You know, speaking of LeBron, our favorite LeBron, yeah. is he not just the best point guard in the NBA? He might be. He is now. <laughs> I mean, he is, he's so much more Magic Johnson than he is uh, Michael Jordan. Yes. I mean, yeah. he, he's, he's phenomenal. I mean, that's the best that the Cavs have looked all year. And can you imagine if they can move... Uh, Kyrie to shooting guard, put LeBron at point, and you get much more talent on the floor if they would do that. You know, that's I'd what love to see them do that. Yeah, that's what a lot of everyone is saying. You know, fans watching the court, fans watching the game, and you know, even Kurt bringing it up himself, saying LeBron is the best point guard in the NBA. They want to see that now. I think Tyron Lue has done a great job of putting that deal on LeBron and getting that ball back in his hands and saying, "We need you," you know, as a facilitator because that's the greatness you bring to this team, to the game. Having Kyrie come off the ball as a wing, I mean, I think it's, it brings more confidence with the Cavs players because you know LeBron's going to make sure everybody touches the ball no matter what. Like, yep. if you got an open situation, I'm going to get you the ball, you're going to knock that shot down. And that's where I think Ben Simmons like is, too. You're right, right. Like ben, yeah. He's that dude. When he comes out, he's a, he is a facilitator and distributor, and everybody wants to get on him about not being dominant enough and not being the alpha dog. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll take a Ben Simmons all day long. I think Tyrone Lue did uh, himself a service by, I don't know if it was a force, I probably was a, you can't force LeBron to do anything, but you can show LeBron this is a basketball move and he's all, he's 100% in. If you um put that ball in, I think you guys hit it on the, on the head. Put the ball on LeBron's head. And he went to, I think he went to Miami to get away from that. But put the ball in his hands and make Kyrie number two. Yeah. They win more games. That thing just flows better. Yeah. And that's the way yeah. David David Blatt pretty much tried to do that. He he wanted to put the ball in Kyrie's hand as a point guard. Put LeBron James, just focus on being a small forward. And that, that takes so much away from the game of what, what LeBron has. You know, what he can contribute like a Magic Johnson. I mean, he's not going to be a Kobe or MJ. He's not going to do that for you. He's going to win the game. He's going to change the game in a whole nother way in which 
you know, you see games like this yesterday display. They look phenomenal against the uh, the Thunder, and you don't see that same impact from a Kevin Durant. Yeah, he could score, but does he have that killer instinct like a Steph Curry as a scorer? I don't think so. I think he backs down on certain games. I mean, he he can light the gym up like a Curry, but you don't see it. You know, you see how hard Westbrook plays. You know, from the time the, the game starts to the end of it, that guy plays so hard. He plays so hard. You could tell how hard and passionate he plays. I don't see that from Durant. I think that's why he's still a step down from uh, LeBron James and Steph Curry right now because they, they have that killer instinct. LeBron's not a scorer like that, but he can. he's a facilitator in which his presence is felt on the court. And as a defender, I don't see that from Durant. I don't know why. You know, I'm still waiting on it. I think that's why he's still not, you know, won a championship yet. Because he can easily not, go down as the greatest scorer of this era. Not everybody's an alpha dog. Mm-hmm. And I think that Durant is not an alpha dog. He is, he's an incredible, incredible talent. But he's not an alpha dog. There's so few Kobe Bryants and Michael Jordans out there. Um, but, but I think, you know, Westbrook is that. Westbrook is an alpha dog. Right. You know, and that's what, that's what makes it work. But, but it's that blend that I'm not sure we're seeing. You know, in, on so many teams, and that's that's again, it's the it's the development and the creation of teams that require all these different parts and components to make a true winning organization. It isn't just talent; mm-hmm. it's all these intangibles that we've got to start mixing in. And you know, I, I think that literally, Demery, you're spot on. Durant is not that guy, but man, I'll tell you what: if I've got if I've got somebody. That can be the alpha dog. Durant is going to be spectacular. Mm-hmm. You need somebody else to feed him the ball. Yeah, and they saying Oklahoma or uh, Washington could be a possibility with his free agency coming up. I it, like Washington. Yeah, yeah, but who's the so alpha well dog there? John Wall. Oh my God, he scares me. Does he? Yeah, I, I, I again supreme talent. Yeah. I just don't see the leadership in him. I don't see him calming the team down. I see him actually infuriating them and, and getting them all wound up, mm-hmm. in, and not not productively. I don't see him being able to settle everything down. You know what a great place would be for him if they can afford him. Don't Where? don't take your eyes off of Portland. I know Durant wants to get to a bigger city like New York. Like Washington, Portland, uh, Seattle. What was it? Seattle. Yeah. Be- you know what? Yeah. Portland changed, changed the whole dynamic of who Portland is and what they are. I know Damian Damian Lillard is there, but goodness gracious, they get him. Man, that that might be my second team. Yeah. Are you? Hey, have- I think Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard's got that dog in him. He's got that alpha dog. Yeah. 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 It, it, even if I seen Damian Lillard in like a Anthony Davis get together one 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 good time, oh, one good run. Absolutely. Oh my goodness! I, absolutely, they need to get in discussion. People don't appreciate him. No, they, they need don't to appreciate Damian Lillard because that dude, he's he's got it going on. I I would absolutely make him my cornerstone because he's young and just so very impressive in so many ways. Yeah, fifty one yeah. points on Friday against against Kwame's Warriors. Fifty one. You think he had a chip on his shoulder? I, I think he has a pretty big chip, Kurt. I, I think <laughs> <I do it's, laughs> it's, it's the biggest chip I've seen in the NBA in so long. Like it, 
I don't see anyone else near that. Like he, this guy is an assassin on the court each and every game. Yep, he and he wasn't voted to the All Star team. Okay, yep. just just feel that fire for him a little bit more. That's all you got to do. Yep, absolutely. Unfortunately, we I gotta... like your call there. Durant <laughs> there in Portland. I yeah. like that. Yeah, look out. That changes I, everything in the West. I hope it happens, and he'll get paid because ain't nobody there but him and Lillard. And uh, McCollum. So, Kwame Lassa Sports Talk Show. Unfortunately, we out of time. Tomorrow, we will be in studio for a live show. They appreciate the guys calling in, finding some time uh, to call in and join the show today. Appreciate the backup. Kwame Lassa Sports Talk Show. Demi Lache, Kurt Felkeller, Kwame Lasseter. We'll catch you all tomorrow. We out. All right, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Appreciate y'all. See you, fellas. Uh, see y'all tomorrow. Jay, we good? Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.